This is the Our York Media Podcast, an audio and video production that features the good news makers of York County, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Rebecca Hanlon. I'm sitting down today with Dominic Della Carpini of York College's Center for Community Engagement. Thank you for being here, Dominic. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. So before we get into our conversation, we do want to thank today's episode sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Gladfelter Insurance Group. We appreciate their support of our Good News Initiative and giving us the opportunity to highlight different organizations making a difference in York County. So Dominic, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you wind up in York County? That's a great question. I, I actually have been in Pennsylvania most of my life. I went to school in Philadelphia at Penn and then went to Penn State. Um, graduate school at Penn State. Um, after I'd spent two years at another institution, I was hired at York College of Pennsylvania. Okay. Didn't know much about York County until I got here, but fell in love with it immediately. When you first uh, came to York College, what was that position? I was hired originally to run our writing program, so I was our writing program director for 13 years. After that, I spent five years as dean of academic affairs, which is the chief academic officer of the college. When Dr. Gunter Smith came in, she asked me to lead our efforts as dean of our Center for Community Engagement because that was a real priority for her. Um, so at that time, you probably didn't have the building at 59 East Market Street. That's right. Um, did you have Market View Arts at that time? Uh, no, we actually acquired okay. those two buildings in the same year. One was donated by Mr. Louis Appel mm-hmm. and, and Jody Appel, and the other was purchased from the uh, Redevelopment Authority. So you really came in at a time uh, with a lot of newness. Yes, <laughs> we did. Although in the past, my research, I'm a, I'm a writing studies expert, and my research has been about writing and, and community engagement for okay. all of my career. Most of my publications are in that area as well. So I got to do it for real. Okay, you got to implement yeah. some of those yes. things. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was it like when that the new position, kind of new initiatives to try to engage the greater York community from a college perspective, um, was that intimidating? Was it kind of fresh and exciting? It, it's a lot to take on. It was a lot to take on, and, and it, but it gave me focus as well. As, as Dean of Academic Affairs, actually, the Center for Community Engagement is about 15 years old, even okay. though its its new iteration is only about five years old. Okay. Um, so as Dean of Academic Affairs, the Center for Community Engagement was one of the areas that I oversaw. Mm. So I began that process for the five years in that position, but I could only have a limited amount of energy put into that. When okay. Dr. Gunter Smith gave me this opportunity, I already had established a lot of the partnerships and relationships, and I saw how hungry the community was to have the, 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 mm-hmm. uh, the college re-engage itself with the community. What were some of those early conversations like? What were the priorities at that time? I think there were, there were several. From the standpoint of York College, uh, my goal was to engage our students, to make them better citizens, to make them better community members, to be sure that their education didn't start and end behind the, the fences of York College, mm-hmm. that we crossed that boundary and that they gained experience on how to become better, uh, better advocates for their community. Okay. Honestly, they're better students when they come back to the classroom after they have that opportunity. Yeah. From the community standpoint, it was always to, you know, what I'd learned about um, community engagement from my studies was that you need to ask the community their needs, not tell them what you want to sure. do. Yeah. Um, so 
even though the CCE is 15 years old, but kind of a physical presence is is fairly new. Yes. What was that relationship early on with, with the York community? What were some of the programs or initiatives and what did they look like? Yeah, some of the, some of the first things we really started working on, um, actually in, in the first iteration, it was really right around the college. The difference then was engaging with the city. So mm-hmm. city government, I had the opportunity to serve on the Community Foundation Board, on the Board of the Cultural Alliance, as well as now on the York Bar Foundation Board. And in working with them, my first job was to learn what the needs of the community are. Okay. And that's what I spent my first couple of years doing was asking. Okay. What were some of the things that you learned? Well, what I learned really was, first of all, that, that um, there are many, uh, many issues surrounding the youth of York City in particular, where yeah. most of our focus is. And that's because they simply do not have the resources that students in the uh, in the other rest of the county have. And that's that's just a, it's a, a tough truth, but it's the truth. Yeah. And they are faced with a lot of issues and a lot of, of difficult circumstances that make um, the work of York City School District a lot more difficult than mm-hmm. it is out in the county. So in what ways, when you were learning some of the needs, in what ways did you determine that the college could be of assistance? Well, the first part is research. That is, rather than to simply say, well, students have needs, therefore let's create social service agencies that help support that, which are important to look to transformative change. What do we know about where the difficulties come from? Mm -hmm. What is causing the issues? People say, well, there's not enough parental involvement, but they don't think more deeply about what it is like to work three or four jobs at minimum wage to try and take care of their families. And also to look at it from a positive standpoint, uh, rather than look at a deficit model and say, these are all the things that are wrong, to learn how these communities and neighborhoods are really holding themselves together. So we tried to do more. um, That's what academics do. We do disinterested research and really try to understand the problem more deeply before we jump in and say, let's throw a program at this. Okay. What are some of the more interesting things that you think have been uncovered in the past few years since you've really had a strong initiative in this direction? I think there are a few things. The the, the Arthur J. Gladfelter Institute for Public Policy has done a lot of great work already, and they are driving the whole Center for Community Engagement towards more serious research studies. Uh, they did a study for the United Way about mm-hmm. the Latino community in town, and that taught us a lot about um, not only the number of Latino uh, and Latina Uh, community members we have, but some of the specific challenges they face and um, a little bit more about where they're from because they're not one community. They're a community of a variety of Spanish-speaking countries and as well as Puerto Rico. Um, There are uh, many issues surrounding them in terms of job placement. Um, There are some implicit biases in in York, and, and that's one of the things I think that really uh, we've uncovered is the need to educate people mm. in terms of diversity and equity. So the the studies provide great information um, and I'm sure when you're you're going through that process and that experience that it's it's really um, it's insightful information you know it's it's uncovering something new that you know maybe some stuff that we we expect maybe some things we don't when we're going through that but Obviously, research is kind of one aspect of it. Um, how do you see yourselves being part of kind of the forward-moving action from that? Right, and thank you for asking that because uh, many people think of academic research as something you write, publish, and sits on a shelf. And yeah. actually, we, we do action research. So understanding some of the challenges of the children in York, 
we then wrote a grant. The Women's Giving Circle allowed us to to hold a summer um, <clears throat> workshop with students called Generations of Hope, which was developed actually by our students in conjunction with the center. Okay. And working with kids in the area, realizing what they really needed was to find that their ideas have value. We spent uh, both, we also have an after-school program called Generations of Hope. Mm -hmm. So in working with these, these children, we are both able to help them and also do further research to, to judge if we are actually applying the right fix to what the problems okay. are. Um, there are several programs like that that have developed through our research. Um, more, most recently, Dr. Gunter Smith um, announced a grant that we are working as data collection for the, uh, the gun um, violence initiative. Okay. And so what we're able to do is use our social scientists to judge the, um, to be able to evaluate and judge the efficacy of some of the programs that happen. And Boy. that's one of the, the real opportunities we have is to work with ongoing programs and help them assess them and, and tweak them and make them more effective. Okay. Um, I know the transformation of the, the physical spaces that you've been in, both with Market View Arts and the CCE, um, with the CCE in particular is on, ongoing. Um, that physical space, where does that stand right now? I know last time I was in there, there were some things to come. Yes. Yeah, the, the, actually, it's just wonderful having that space. Um, when Mr. Appel donated um, the, uh, the space to the college, uh, he, he gave me two conditions. One was get the space done and get it open. Don't let it sit. And that was Mr. Appel's way. Yeah. And the other thing was, what he said was, you have to use it for some good community purpose. And that's on my mind every day. Mm -hmm. So... Actually, before this interview, I just left uh, the center, and there was a meeting of the York Bar Foundation talking about uh, initiatives to be able to help some of the, uh, to, to support the efforts on the opioid crisis, as well as other interventions that will help avoid the amount of people that we have in prison, okay. and at the same time, make them more productive members of the, you know, the society. Meetings like that make me feel like the, the, what was the former Lafayette Club now has turned a corner that it is still a place where leaders meet, as it always was, but now it's a very diverse and very interactive kind of place, which is wonderful. Those are really hefty conversations to have. They are. Did you expect that that would be the role that, you know, you would have, that, that the college would have? Yeah, from the beginning, yes. My goal was to, to host and to con both convene some conversations that we believe are important, but to host conversations yeah. by organizations like the Bar Foundation, the Community Foundation, the Women's Giving Circle, uh, Cultural Alliance of York County. Uh, candidates do discussions and debates in there. So the idea would be, let's bring them into our space, which is a neutral space. And okay. we, we are bipartisan, uh, a neutral space where people can have these kinds of conversations. Uh, in the time that that building in particular has, has been open and you've had different people and events come through there, what have you seen um, come through those doors that has really inspired you or made you feel like okay this is what we we've, we've been here to do yeah that's a great that's a great question I, I think what inspires me most is the diversity of people coming through the center for community engagement now as most people know the lafayette club was an exclusive uh, men's club so women and people of color were not allowed yeah. in there um, the first event we held in that building even before it was renovated was a women's giving circle event okay um, ophelia shambliss a local african-american artist just completed a show there Richard Craighead, also an African-American artist, just completed a show there. We held the Latino First Friday in mm -hmm. the building. And I watch, and I'm watching still, as 
people of color and women are becoming more and more comfortable coming through our doors. Yeah. And to me, that's the thing I'm most proud of. That's cool. Thank you. What What are you looking forward to as you move forward? Are there things on the horizon that have, have really kind of caught your attention? Absolutely. What, what I've loved, we are starting to see classes develop down there. So our Master in Public Policy Administration is holding its graduate classes in the okay. building. There are other classes starting to develop in the building. And due to a recent grant from the Powder Mill Foundation, we were able to renovate two more of our, our spaces in there to use as classroom space. What I want to see now is a real influx of many of our students who mm. kind of break that fourth wall uh, behind your college and start coming into the city more and spending time there, both to learn and also then to interact with uh, neighbors in the city. How do you make that more accessible for students? You know, the, the, part of it is schedule. It's really difficult for students to do classes down there because there's not a lot of time between yeah. our classes. So that's one thing. Um, transportation, which um, we do run shuttles down to the city, and that's helped a bit. Um, but accommodating their schedule. Um, students like nighttime events, so to be, spend more okay. time at the nighttime. Um, but I think also part of that is to help just let them see what are the virtues of York City. Many of our students have not been in urban environments. Okay. And when they spend time down there and they realize all the amenities of the coffee shops and the other kinds of venues and, and what is available there, Finally, to me, you know, the holy grail is to have some housing downtown for mm. students. And, and we have housing on campus and we'll always have housing on campus. Sure. But to think about art students or hospitality students being housed in York, I think that would be a, a, a large That would be draw. cool. Yeah. yeah. You obviously have um, the potential ex excitement of what the Yorktown is going to be once once that opens and additional relationships that can be built. Um are, are those things that, that to you are kind of uh, uh, on the cusp of what you want to move forward with next? Or are there other things that you're looking at that aren't as obvious as a hotel across the street? Right. Yeah. I, actually, the, the hotel itself is a wonderful project. Uh, Dr. Hughes, who is our, our dean of uh, the global um, school, has been working with uh, the Yorktown mm -hmm. on classes. I got the opportunity to also team teach one of those classes. And once that hotel opens... And we have our hospitality program housed in the uh, in the Center for Community Engagement. There will be a real pipeline of our students. But I also see the opportunity to train some of the, the new workers for the Yorktown Hotel. Okay. It is our sincere hope that the Yorktown um, employs York City um, residents. Yeah. And, and, and that has been their pledge is to actually have people that can walk to work. So that's a big deal for us. But also with the Yorktown there, to be able to do small conferences in the center and have them housed at the Yorktown. We hope to help them gain room nights by the kinds of activities okay. we do and to drive forward programs that would actually bring people into York. Okay. Um, so what what's new for you? What can people look for coming out of, of the CCE with whether that's new research or, or programs, what what should people kind of keep an eye on? That's, that's also, thank you for asking that question. Um, we have a new Institute for Social Healing, which originally was called the Center for the Study of Human Trafficking, but we've opened that up further to also include other forms of interpersonal violence and, and working with vulnerable populations. There, too, our Behavioral Sciences Department, and in particular our Human Services Division, and Amanda Rich, Professor Amanda Rich, We'll be leading studies and also working with social service agencies that are the on-the-ground providers of these services to help them better understand the problems and do the background okay. research for them. So that's that's a, that's mm -hmm. an exciting initiative. We also have a donor who is helping us to 
work with York City's neighborhoods, we are well aware of what other cities have encountered in terms of gentrification. And York's different. York, I don't think, has um, really pushed people out okay. of the city. I will say, however, though, that it's more difficult for people in the neighborhoods to actually be able to afford to live in the city. So mm -hmm. it's rather than a pushing out, it's a boundary, I think, okay. uh, for some of the businesses, et cetera, in the city. So how can we work with some of the outlying neighborhoods, make them stronger? Mm -hmm. That's some serious research that we really want to do and, and to be able to be equitable about how we think about housing, uh, business development. We have many partners in that. The economic, um, the economic Alliance will work with us on that. The Community Foundation, Bar Foundation, others as well, to be able to do that kind of important work so that we can bring equity to all the peoples of York. Very cool. That's exciting. Thank you. Cool. Um, you mentioned some of the partners that you've worked with at the CCE, Ophelia and Richard and others. Why is it so important, do you think, that you engage with those community members, that it's it's not just the college being in this space and offering something, but you're, you're pulling in people of, of different areas and different talents. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's their talents and their expertise, but the, truly they, they are the experts on their own community. We are guests mm. in York. And um, our attitude has always been we can learn more from the community uh, than they can learn from us. And so um, one of the, I think one of the flaws in the way that research has been done in the past everywhere, not just here, has been to assume that the experts come in and tell people about their community. The truth is they know their community intimately. So without working with uh, the community partners, we certainly can't do our job well. Mm. Um, what have you learned about York through the experiences and the, the knowledge that you've gained through this, this research and kind of being observant of all of that? What, what have you learned about the York community that maybe you didn't even no existed when you first came here? Yeah, I think the first thing I learned about York was how generous a place it is, that how much people deeply care about York, and that was just wonderful to see and it continues to energize me, mm -hmm. about how many people really care about this city and want to work towards it. The other thing I've learned is that that generosity sometimes doesn't necessarily lead to the most efficacious kinds of results because everyone is ready to roll up their sleeves and get right down to work, uh, but there are so many different programs and so many different silos among those programs that there hasn't been the kind of, we talk a lot about collaboration, but there hasn't been the actual collaboration yeah. on outcomes that I think would lead to a consistent result. Mm -hmm. So um, so it's both a joy to work with people that are so committed, but also in some cases uh, people are so anxious that, um, that I don't know that we have a, an overall plan to be able to lead people out of the poverty they suffer in this mm -hmm. city. What would you like to see for York? Um, to me, what I'd like to see is cel uh, celebrate our neighborhoods more, the, out the, the outlying neighborhoods. That is, we sometimes look at the Latino neighborhoods or the African-American neighborhoods or some of the others as places that need help. In reality, if you look at really thriving cities, mm -hmm. when you look at the Latino neighborhood or from my background, you look at Little Italy in Philadelphia, where I'm from, where you look at some of the other uh, neighborhoods in the area, they're celebrated as a difference in ethnicities that people would want to specifically go to. So you go to Koreatown in New York City to get good Korean food and also to see celebrate the cultures. Yeah. I think York has that opportunity to develop neighborhoods that are strong because of who they are, not because of we're, we're trying to homogenize groups. Yeah. What neighborhoods have you really found fascinating and, or explored and, and learned things that you didn't know about? Um, Salem Square is a neighborhood I've worked a good deal with, and, and largely because of my students. I have one student who's leading a 
urban lacrosse program in mm-hmm. Salem Square, which is really wonderful. Rachel Hebler's doing a great job there, along with Abby Smith, who just graduated. And so I learned a lot about the resources and in being at their championship community center, I learned about the strength of some of the people there in terms of how committed they are to the youth of their area. I love working with the Latino community because um, they are just, uh, they have brought to York a new energy mm-hmm. um, through Latino Unidas as well as CASA and other organizations, the YWCA, YMCA. All of these are really working towards diversity and showing the, you know, the value in these other ethnicities that the city needs to celebrate more. So that's been the real joy for me. That's very cool. Nice. Well, Dominic, thank you so much for making time to come in today and talk to us with with some background and and some new things to look forward to. Hopefully people learned something that, that they didn't realize the college had a hand in. Thank you. It was a great pleasure. Thanks so much for listening. For more information on Our York Media and our Good News Initiative, you can visit ouryorkmedia.com. We appreciate your attention and give bonus points for those who subscribe. We want to thank Gladfelder Insurance Group for sponsoring this episode. The Our York Media podcast is produced by Will Hanlon and Ken Brueggemann. I'm Rebecca Hanlon. Thanks so much for listening.